You're listening to an Amplify podcast. Last week we had a, a little bit of a discussion about uh, the topic of doppelgangers and uh, we're like, you know, if we had any doppelgangers and considering that Rebecca wasn't there and now she is here, <laughs> uh, do, you, would you, do you have any doppelganger stories of your own? Uh, well, I do. Well, not quite my own. Um, but it's a doppelganger story and it'll do the job? Yes, yes. My sister was doing this uh, certain uni subject, I believe, where she apparently met someone who looked like me, talked like me, had the same interests in me, and had the same mannerisms. And it really freaked her out. That is weird. My my doppelganger story is a lot less interesting. It's a friend of mine uh, found a guy who talked and sounded exactly like me on Xbox Live. <laughs> even though I'm a PlayStation man myself, PlayStation to the core. Yeah, I'm a PlayStation man. But uh, <laughs> even though I'm a PlayStation man, they uh, he was con- utterly convinced that he'd found me. And then he was like, "Dude, what's like like that German concept of like like the dude? Like, you look the same." I was like, "Doppelganger." He's like, "Yeah." Yeah, there's like <laughs> doppelganger. That that's that's what you like, you know. That's what I found, and I was like, okay. We'll cool. see. Uh, me and my friends found a doppelganger of another one of my friends. He, he we saw this guy from behind, and w- he legitimately looked so much like one of my friends that we nearly went up and talked to him mm. until he turned around, and we realized that would have been a very bad idea because, yeah. in fact, we didn't know this person. That that. I think that's happened to me before. That's happened. To, I think it's happened to me with my mum a lot of the times. I've seen like uh, brown-haired women about my mum's height. And I'm like, oh, yeah, a mum, and then turn around and it's not my mum at all. And it's a, it's a very confused man who looks like he listens to Tame Impala. Uh, oh well, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Amplify the sound of underage Melbourne movie soundtracks. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Okay, that's enough. Okay. Uh, do you have any particular movie soundtracks that uh, take your fancy? Well, like, there are different kinds of movie soundtracks. There's, like, the big, epic Lord of the Rings-style mm. ones. But there's also, like, the ones that are just songs, like uh, Deadpool or Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Or uh, Reservoir Dogs, probably the most famous of the uh, jukebox soundtracks, I think that's what they're called. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Even a media student, I should know this. Yeah, you probably should. I don't know. It's, uh, but I, I think my personal favourite one is the Reservoir Dogs soundtrack because it's uh, Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. They're too tired because they've got this, this great collection of music that juxtaposes excellently with the, the sort of like the brutal violence on screen. Uh, is uh, like this collection of quite happy, bluesy, uh, bluesy <laughs> sort of songs from the 70s. Like bluesy, like bad, bad 70s hey. pop. Yeah. So like you know, like hooked on the fear, like ooga chaka ooga, like all that, like I can't stop. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm gonna stop singing. But that sort of song, like that, really like kind of like super, super upbeat, super corny sort of blues pop from the seventies, contrasted with like really, really like awful things happening on screen. Well, see, I love soundtracks that sort of like are part of the film, like are an integral part. So things like. Um, like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but also like Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy has that um, awful 70s, 80s pop song soundtrack as well. Mm, they seem, they seem to like, be riffing a lot off Tarantino. <laughs> probably, probably. But like, it's such a part of the film that I really, like, I enjoy that thoroughly. It draws attention to the soundtrack, which is a good thing, I think. Um, but I'm also quite partial to the uh, epic 
movie themes like Lord of the Rings. I know it's Game of Thrones. Does the Lord of the Rings have like a distinctive theme? Yeah, yeah, the Fellowship theme. I can't. It, rem- it has several different distinctive themes. I can't remember any of them. Are, are it's they- probably the most theme distinctive soundtrack. I know, I know if, I know if I'd listened to it, I would I would recognise it. And I, uh, uh, there's a film that I'm particularly fond of the soundtrack for. It's uh, Akira, the uh, the seminal uh, anime from uh, 1988, yeah. best science fiction anime ever released. That's my uh, <laughs> really? obje- objective really? objective opinion. Astro Boy. I don't know. Does, does Astro Boy have telepathic giant babies? No, but he I does rest, have I, I rest my case. Telepathic baby, <sighs> but it has got one of the. Uh, it's got one of the like best, uh, best one of the best movie montages I think I've ever seen of this uh, gang of like. Uh, I can't. I don't want to. I know the Japanese word, but I can't pronounce it, and I don't want to <laughs> sound like a racist on air. Yeah. But it's like that name for Japanese like motorcycle youth gangs. It's got this awesome like shots of them causing havoc around Tokyo, and it's this awesome like compilation of like giant like big glowing uh, multicolored skyscrapers and these like and like this really like persistent uh sort of hollow sort of bamboo beat sort of sound in the background uh, yeah no see what i really enjoy is uh the uh superhero tv show theme songs such as the the older teen titan series and um have you ever <laughs> Yeah. And have you ever heard the uh, Iron Man Armored Adventures? Oh, uh, yes, uh, I'm familiar with Iron Man Su- Armored Adventures. Super intense. It's like a like a power rock ballad for this like animated TV show and I I love how weird it is. I think I think all animated kids shows just have weird. Let's just agree that they have weird intros. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I think we can all agree that it's weird intros on kids' TV shows, but TV- so good. Ah, oh, I mean, I've been watching Life on Mars, the British TV show. What I've noticed is how like different the opening is to lots of other modern TV shows that are designed to be binge watched. Like it starts off with like, uh, like an overview, like explaining the plot of the series, and then it has a previously on, and then it has this really really long winded title sequence. And it's like, just, just get to the show. Yeah. But it's and like yeah, it's like definitely designed for an age when people would dare like, God forbid, watch a TV show. Once a week, we'll see. Um, I I have binged watch Glee with my friends. I know it's sad. Mm, it's sad. Oh but God. when you're binge watching, the previously on sequences are the most annoying things. Like seriously, we already know what happened. We've been watching it for the last damn week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. Uh, you know, that is kind of cut out the TV show themes anymore. It's, it's, you know, there's a place in history for them. Well, see, like I, I quite enjoy themes. Like the best theme I think is. Have you ever watched the uh, cult sci-fi theories uh, series the- theories. theories series Firefly? No, because I have you friends. You have to. You have to. So good. So best good. best theme song though, because uh, Firefly is a sci-fi kung fu western cowboy thing mesh. It's so good. Cowboy Bebop's got a really good jazz soundtrack to it. <laughs> it's like really, really like some some of the music from uh from Crooked was uh was taken from uh, the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack, which I thought yes, was pretty. Crooked, uh, your theater studies play. Still, I'm still milking, still riding, <laughs> still riding on the high. 
Still riding just on the keep going. Just keep mentioning it. Come on. Fifty years from now. Fifty years. When from I was in Crooked. <laughs> <laughs> Amplify. 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 Uh, so we have to make a public service announcement now. Yeah, yeah the higher ups at the scene have sent us a message down by uh, the courier boy that runs between uh, RMIT <laughs> and the house. Um, we have been informed that the best movie soundtrack ever is Star Wars, which we thoroughly agree with. Uh, we we, we uh, regret our mistake and uh, would like to offer an apology for not mentioning the Star Wars theme in our previous discussion of movie soundtracks. Very, very heartfelt apology. Very heartfelt. I have a pretty cool Star Wars poster in Chinese, actually. Really? Uh, would be, it'd be interesting to watch Star Wars in another language, uh, just just to see if you could act... Cause I, I like to think of somebody well, who watched Star Wars enough that I could remember most of the lines. We'll see. I have, um, when the new Star Wars came out, the, uh, oh damn, I've forgotten. For- Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Damn, damn, I'm such a bad Star Wars fan that you I really forgot are. that. But um, I was in Belgium at the time, so I saw it twice in French before I saw it in English. Was there like a lot more like, does the dub like have a lot more sort of like audio shrugs in it? It's like- <laughs> Well, it was really weird because um, when they do the dubs, they don't put on an American accent. The only time they use accents within like films is if it's already like a French film. So they were speaking in French accents and there was a bit of dialogue which was different, which I actually noticed. But um, I think the worst... The worst dub I have ever heard was trying to watch Lord of the Rings. Oh no, The Hobbit. In French. In French. Imagine Martin Freeman's voice without the accent. Just like all of this, like, it's like a sort of like a like a very, very boomy uh, Gaelic man speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's sort of like, sort of like a bit small and weedy. Uh, like there's a very big Gaelic man. <laughs> We have to go to Hobbit. Oh my god! Actually, now they have adopted some sort of quite, quite actually a little bit offensive, uh, sort of Eastern European voice. I'd yeah, like to apologise. That's French. You should yeah. apologise. Yeah, I should apologise. One, one for making it a slightly offensive, uh, doing a slightly offensive accent on air, and two uh, for not being able to do a French accent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, pourquoi tu <laughs> I, I can only sigh in English. Uh, okay. Uh, so I think I don't know, for something that would help me listening to uh, dubbed films would be a uh, device that uh, translates things, as it said, like one of the the earworm things from uh, Men in Black, Babelfish from Babelfish Men- from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, it was, I thought it was Men in Black. Yeah, I was there very, are very a lot of different things. There's one of them. There's one of them like that in Men in Black. I feel. Yeah, probably. 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 It's Men in Black. Uh, but yeah, so I think a Babel fish would help me a lot. Do you, do you, Rebecca, do you think there's anything like that out in the world currently being proposed? Yes, yes, Toby, there is. <laughs> yeah, that segue was too smooth. We had to like <laughs> we had to awkward it up a bit. Um, brand uh, a wrecking capability. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I've been doing some reading, and there is technology in ear translation technology that is being developed. Um, so it's like a speaker you put into your ear that does most of the translation through an app and it um, communicates to you in your language. Um, at the moment, I think it's only being done for, well, I don't want to say major languages because that is not a good thing to say, but 
I suppose Western languages, yes. like German and French and things like that. Mm. Um, it's kind of interesting. It They'd is. Make my holidays but it easier. I'm, it means I'm uh, learning a redundant skill by learning French. Yeah, you you become a thing of the past. So tragic. Like a VCR <laughs> or a CD. I am not a VCR. You're the, CDs you're, are you're, not in the past. I refuse to believe that. I saw a CD in a museum, actually. What? I did. I saw a CD. What? In, I saw a CD in like a technology museum. I can't remember. But I think, they are not a thing of the past. I, I still buy CDs. Hipster. Am I just behind the time? I, I mean, am a hipster because I buy records, but... Uh, but re- record, record, yeah. Records and like CDs are like worryingly becoming in the same league, aren't they? Yeah. No, I still buy CDs. You still Is buy... That, am I de- not down with the new technology? You're not down with... You don't obviously like... Uh, Illegally stream music straight from the deep web, which, and up, uplo- which sin does not condone. Sin does not condone that illegally downloading music. Buy your music, kids. Buy, pay for it. They, those artists need look. They're musicians. They're struggling musicians. They need, they need them, to eat. They need to eat. Do, do you want But do you want to be responsible for starving musicians? I know I don't. This has been a public service announcement. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, you you don't uh, do the very very naughty thing of download your music directly from the deep web. Uh, straight no. to your iPhone via a, uh, a USB implanted in your toe? No, no, I don't even uh, buy um, music online very often. I buy CDs. Well, you, you heard it here, folks. Rebecca is a, uh, a 40-year-old dad trapped in the body of a 17-year-old girl. Well, considering the music I listen to... Um... Yeah, considering <laughs> the music you listen to, considering the... That, considering the I you think li- we're both like that. It's... I think... Pot kettle. Yeah, it's pot. It's a very, very much of a uh, pot kettle. Amplify. We've been doing some. Uh, we've been kind of like we've milked the crooked uh, cow for all the gold <laughs> that it's worth. Is there? And you, you gave your own review the last time you did. Yes. Do you have anything else? Uh, is it, could this be a regular thing? Rebecca reviews. Uh, yes, it could be. So, um, I saw X Men Apocalypse on the weekend. I will try and make this as spoiler-free as possible for everyone who is listening if and it, wants to see it, because it is still relatively new. It's about the apocalypse. Sort well, of. Spoiler alert. It's about a guy called Apocalypse more. Eh, I, I got it pretty right. Yeah, yeah. Like a guy called Apocalypse who wants to create the apocalypse, but he's not actually called Apocalypse. He's called something else, which nobody remembers. But so, but you just know him as Apocalypse. Is that his? Is that his nickname? I feel like I feel like that's it. So, what did you think of X Men? That's that's not his name, but it's what everybody calls it. Uh, it was, it was good. Um, if you if you have, I don't know if you've seen um, what was it called Days of Future Past. No, I haven't seen any of the X Men movies before. Well, um, what one of the really cool things that happens in it? Spoiler free again. There's all these um, quicksilver slow-mo running scenes, which are hilarious because you get to see everybody moving in slow-mo and making uh, quite funny faces. But you also get to see Quicksilver, who is a speedster, so runs really fast, um, pulling pranks on everyone while all this slow-mo is going on, which um, I was happy that happened again. It's very impressive CGI. In fact, I think the entire film is fairly impressive CGI. Um, and yeah, look, it was it was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. Some good characterization in there. Some good plotline. Good plotline. I would. They I, got lost a bit at the end, but yeah, you know, superhero I think films. Superhero films. 
There are a dime a dozen. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think I think I might. I might go and see. But I feel I have to watch all of the other X Men movies first. Nah, nah. If you're if you want to watch other X Men films before seeing this one, just start at the new sort of kind of reboot thing. Start with X Men First Class, then. Days of Future Past, then Apocalypse. And then I should, they should be set, so I don't need to worry about X-Men 1, 2, 3, uh, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, the Wolverine. Well, it's sort of like a, a reboot in oh. a way. It's sort of like a prequel, then they change the universe, then reboot sort of thing. It's like, you know the Star Trek films? Yeah. It's sort of the, um, to quote Doctor Who, timey-wimey universe malip- manipulation so they don't have to do the same thing again. Fair enough. That's a pretty solid review. This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.